The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and him, Ewan Cameron. Welcome back, Ewan. It's nice to be back. It's nice to be working with you again, Stephen Mill, because we haven't been together as a couple for three weeks. I know, it's been a, it feels like it's been a long time, to be fair. So, week one when you were off... It was Mark Wilson. It was Mark Wilson. Uh, week two, I had a variety of uh, guests on the show. And then week three, I was away and you knew we were here with Mark Wilson. Exactly. So Mark Wilson um, is basically just hanging about here, <laughs> waiting to be a guest host on the podcast. So um, I we like all, Mark. We also have a guest producer this week as well, because producer Chris is off. We, hello, producer John. How you Hi, doing? Stephen. Hi, Ewan. And for mm. those people who don't know, because John was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, John's a Falkirk fan. Yeah, I am indeed, Stephen. And I'm a Dunfermline fan And what? you know what's great about that is What happened at the weekend Stephen? Well Dunfermline extended their lead at the top oh, of League One Because Falkirk couldn't even beat Queen of the South Lowly Queen of the South Lowly Queen of the South They're doing alright at the moment Queen of the South Listen We've just got into the semi-finals of the Scottish Cup At Stephen any Miller. point did we ask you for your opinion there? <laughs> exactly Right. You exactly. only speak when spoken to <laughs> we, we will get to that a little bit later on Because I've got thoughts on Falkirk season As you would expect But we're going to look back on all the big games Over the weekend in the Scottish Premiership Championship, League 1 and League 2 as well Also, Scotland kick off Their European qualifying campaign The road to Germany begins at Hamden On Saturday against Cyprus We'll talk about the squad and everything else Look at our chances and we'll be looking back on if Scottish football was Las Vegas and talking of Las Vegas you and Cameron what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas did actually anything happen or you just you just at it I sent you a couple of pictures you know what happened in Vegas I did see those pictures to be fair yeah. so the only thing that didn't happen was a tiger in the bathroom right okay Everything else did happen. I mean, basically, when you go to Vegas, you have try you been to Las Vegas before? Yes, right. So I love Las Vegas. It's a lovely place. And um, where are you staying? I was staying at the MGM Grand. Seven point seven on Booking dot com. That's oh, not great. It's not great, is nah, it? For a Vegas hotel, I stayed in New York, New York, and that's only got seven point nine. But it's better than MGM Grand. Yeah, but only by point two. What is the hotel to stay in Vegas, though? I think it might probably be the Wynn, Encore, possibly, Bellagio. Caesars Palace. Caesars Palace is iconic as well. Yeah. So if if, if producer um, John could have a look at Booking.com and see what's the best-rated hotel. I got married in Vegas at the Mandalay Bay. Oh, nice. So I'm wondering if how that doesn't trip advisor. Let's go trip Did Donny Osmond do your reception? No, I, I wanted no. to get Elvis to do it, but the wife wasn't up for that. Oh, right, okay. I've got a great story about um, Vegas. Osmond. No, not Donny Osmond. When I turned 40, my wife surprised me by booking a trip to Vegas. That was my 40th birthday present. And I was over the moon because I'd always wanted to go to Vegas. My wife wasn't so keen, but she thought, look, it's, it's what he wants to do. I'll do it. So we go to Vegas and while in Vegas, I receive a message from a woman called Carol Wallace, who is a Hearts fan and comes from Edinburgh. I don't know Carol. She just knows me from the radio. But she was in Vegas. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Where does she know you from? From Real Radio. It's the Real Football phone With you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. Mate. So that's three minutes 20 that it took to get it in this week. I think that is a new record. So carry on with your story. So um, she she knew me for real radio and mm -hmm. she loved the football phone and, and she knew that was me. in Vegas. So me. she dropped me a message mm -hmm. and she says, I know this is quite weird, but I'm in Vegas with my husband-to-be, David, 
and we're getting married at the Little White Chapel by Elvis. Mm-hmm. Would you and your wife like to be our witnesses? I was like, sorry? <laughs> we're here on our own. Would you like to be our witnesses at our wedding? Well, I jumped at the chance to go to the Little White Chapel to see Elvis marry Carol and David. So on the day of their wedding, me and my wife turned up at the Bellagio where they were staying. We met them 45 minutes before they got married in the bar. We had a couple of drinks. We then jumped in a limousine with them, getting to know each other as we drive down to the white, Little White Chapel. We get to the, the Little White Chapel. We're the only two people in the room. And then there's Elvis turns up. What? And then marries them. And then me and Teresa, my wife, sign the certificate. Folk are off the rocker, aren't they? Why would they, why would you do that? Why would you want you and Cameron from Real Radio <laughs> and the football phone in with Alan Ruff to be your witnesses in Las Vegas? It was you surreal. I was watching Jane McDonald last night, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was holidaying uh, across the Caribbean. And I can't remember if it was St. Lucia or it was Barbados she was in. Now, obviously, it was set up for the telly, but she was walking along the beach and there was this couple, and they were Scottish, actually, but they lived in York. Anyway, uh-huh. needless backstory. And she was like, oh, we should go out and do this later on. We should do this. We could go out for, like, scuba diving later on. And the couple's like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Now, obviously, it's for the telly, so it was kind of set up a wee bit. But imagine if you went on holiday and then the production staff of Jane McDonald were like, do you want to go scuba diving with Jane McDonald? <laughs> like, this is this is the sort of low-rent version that you've just told there. <laughs> do, you, do you want to get married in front of you and Cameron and his wife? But we're pals now. Ten years on, we're pals with Carol and David still. Carol and David. Carol and David Wallace. It's like a couple you meet in holiday, isn't it? It's <laughs> Carol and David Wallace. Yes. Oh, I love that. And there's, get- and there's pictures of me with Elvis... Carol and David oh, in the Little White Chapel. So did you manage to marry anyone this time? Or? No, 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 there was no marrying this time. More importantly, did you manage to divorce anyone this time? I'm no, I'm not getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, that's fine then. Uh, right, let's get on with the football then. Plenty stuff to talk about. We'll get into WTF VAR a little bit later on, uh, but let's start with the actual results from the weekend. Where would you like to start? Do you want to do it in chronological order? Yes. Okay, we'll start. Lunchtime kickoff. It finished. Motherwell two, Rangers four. So. Motherwell take the lead through Van Veen. We will get to the VR decisions a little bit later on, but let's just talk about the actual football for the moment. Motherwell, pretty good account of themselves, I would say. They can be pretty pleased with that overall. Really? Yeah, I thought they played pretty well. I thought Rangers... Yeah, Rangers were obviously better, better side, and, yeah. and deserved to win. I think Motherwell will be fine. Remember, there was a problem just... Well, there was an issue a couple of weeks ago where they were skirting around the um, the relegation zone. But I think they'll be fine. I think Stuart Kettlewell's doing a good job. Uh, they scored. Um, the first goal was a good goal, and even though even though it was offside, but it was a good goal. A uh, good play down the wing, crossover Van Bain. Yeah, scores a good goal. P- take, puts them in front. Then uh, Tavernier does what he does best. Scores a great free kick. Although I would question the goalkeeper. Keeper. Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm, William mm. Kelly in the Scotland squad. Nah, great times. Nah. Nah. Yeah. yeah I, I thought he gave. I'm too much of a gap to aim for but I thought Rangers ultimately overall were the better side Cantwell I said at the time he's a really good player and the more he plays the better he's going to get Rangers though are still kind of huffing and puffing aren't they they're they're, they're, they're not flowing they're not flowing like I don't even Michael Beale 
again, wasn't particularly happy with a lot of what he no, saw on Saturday. But you can see what he's trying to do, and if he can get the players that he wants in the summer, then um, they'll be better for that. I think Cantwell and Raskin are great signings. They need a new striker. Cholak's not their main man, and Morelos will be gone. I was going to say, do you, he's think, gone. do you think he's away? He's finished. Ryan Ken, what do you think about him? I think there might be a Connor Goldson situation there. I think they'll keep that one under um, wraps until the end of the season, then unveil him having signed a new contract. Okay. I think because remember everyone thought Goldson was on his way, and then out the blue he signed a new deal. So I think they might do the same weekend. Well, let's move on to the funniest result of the weekend, which was Aberdeen three, Hearts nil. Fifteen goals for the season for Duke now. Couple again on Saturday, and is Barry Robson going to be no. the permanent Aberdeen manager? No. No, no. There was chat on Saturday. About a boy called Rodriguez. Uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, who was the former Uwara Reds manager in Japan. Yes. Um, so Aberdeen going down the and route. And uh, he was apparently in the stands on Saturday watching the game, according to one of our sources, um, which is Ali Begg, who's an Aberdeen fan, who's on the big Saturday football show. So he was here in chat about that. But Barry Robson can't really... You know, he can't do much more, let's be honest. He's not the mighty to take Aberdeen forward, though, to take him to that next level. He's doing a good job just now. And as I said at the time when he was appointed, I would keep him in that role until the end of the season and then give yourself the summer to get the right person in the door that's going to take Aberdeen to where they want to be. Now, Aberdeen are playing well just now. They've got um, a great result against Hearts. Hearts were awful again. That's not the first time this season that I've said that. And again, I'm going to say it, that 3-4-3 formation, Robbie Nielsen, please... Stop it. Stop it. Hearts fans ran a poll on Jambo's kickback about Robbie Nielsen and whether or not he should be the Hearts manager. Overwhelming support to get him out of the club. Overwhelming I mean, support to get him out of the club. You're, don't be you, huffing and puffing no, because no, you're, no, not, no, you're huffing and puffing. You've done this one before. No, yeah, once I'm, before. Not, I'm not doing what, that. What, I'm not doing that. What happened? Did I do it? I just said there's a poll on Jambo's kickback that want him out the door. Aye, they're wrong. They are wrong. But you're not watching Hearts. You're not seeing the performances. Yes, I feel third. like I have to watch Hearts because I have to deal with you on a weekly basis. Hearts have been getting away with it. We've been poor a lot this season. We've not been playing particularly well. And now a lot of the clubs have got the measure of us. The players don't seem to know what Robbie Nielsen wants them to do. We're awful. Is it not We're just poor. the case that he's trying something out? He's trying a new formation out, trying to bed it in. all season. And he thinks that if this does actually but click, it, it will take no, us to the next level. It, it's it, not, it's it's not, not, no, it's not. It, it's clearly not working at the moment. But I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Hearts are so far ahead in third. That they're they're not. Well, they're they, four points aye, to they, Aberdeen, five to Hibs, and that Edinburgh derby has come up is huge. So they've, used, so I, they, so I, they've used this time... When, they've so, when they were so far ahead to like, right, how are we taking this squad to the next level? If we continue the way we are, we're never, ever going to get closer to Celtic or Rangers. We're never going to progress. We need to try something different. So he's trying something different. And yes, it's not working at the moment, clearly. But he clearly feels that if they keep persisting with it, it eventually will bed in and then it'll begin to right. work and then it'll take the whole team to the next level. In fairness to Heart of Midlothian Football Club's fans, right? They've been saying this all season. Those fans that watch the club day in and day out have said, we're not playing well, this isn't working, 
Robbie Nielsen isn't getting the best out of the players. So now, been so, 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 so so now he's changed. Now he's changed formation. No, to he's try not. Do something he's, else. Been, he's been doing three four three for a while. That's yeah. the problem. But earlier on, season he was. He, he, he was doing a back five, wing backs three. But he's playing players out of position. We're getting overran in midfield. We're not going to best out of, best out of Lauren Shanklin. We need wingers. Forrest isn't getting a game. Get him on. Get crosses in the box where Shanklin is at his right. best. He has. Made so many mistakes this season. So I'm sure, Hearts I'm fans sure, I'm are sure not, he'll admit that. Hearts fans are not just reacting off the back of Aberdeen and been saying it all season. Even when we went on that nine-game unbeaten run, during that time, the Hearts fans were saying, "Yes, we won the day, but we were poor. We are getting away with it." So to use your logic, Hearts fans are seeing the Hearts team every single week, obviously. and they're not liking what they're seeing. They're not liking what they're seeing. Robbie Nielsen sees these players every single day. He's been stubborn. Every single day he's in training. Piss, he's also pissing the players off. How do you know that? He's pissing the players how, off. How, how do you know that? I I have... You can't just say things like that and I not can. back up. The players, can't, pissed, the players are pissed off. How do you know that? I'm not going to say where or how. Players are pissed off. Just say sources, you, and that covers everything. Is it sources? Have you got sources? I have people in the know. You have people in the know? Yeah. So you, you can They're say annoyed. for a, you can say players for are a, annoyed. a definite fact that the players are annoyed. I know that some of the players are annoyed. Are, are these the players that aren't getting a game every week, or is it? What, what do you think it is? Can we have a guessing game? You? Oh, no, we can. Yes. Well, yes. Yes. No, 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 yes. Yes. Do they have a mustache? No. Uh, yeah. let, 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 <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Do they have dark hair? <laughs> <laughs> should we move on to the next game? Uh, no, no, I don't think uh, we should actually. No. no. I, I, listen, there are issues at Tyne Castle. Are they a defender? Th- there are issues at Tyne Castle. Does he play up front? There are issues at Tynecastle. Midfielder? And players. And players. Xander Clark. Xander Clark, isn't it? Xander Clark. Xander Clark. He's not going to say anything, is he? It's not Xander Clark. We've got that. <laughs> right, okay. I know. All right. I, right you, I'm doing the maths. Ewan is from the Falkirk area. Is it Stephen Kingsley? Stephen Kingsley. No. It's like it It's Stephen not. It's really not. Lauren Shanklin. No. Why is it so You play FIFA with him. He plays FIFA with Lauren so Shanklin. He does. He does. So you he mentioned does. that a few times. Yeah. He's a great Shanklin. By the way, he's a great FIFA player. Great FIFA he's player. one of the best yeah. FIFA players. Aye. I've also played um, FIFA with um, Liam Boyce. Liam, Liam no, Boyce? Liam, Liam Boyce. That's Liam, who it is. Liam Boyce. What's the talk? Liam Boyce, for me, is one of the best FIFA players I've ever played against. Right. He's an unbelievable he's, FIFA player. And he's feeding you No, he's not. Stuff no, from he's not. And he's yeah. a grass. No, he's yeah. not. <laughs> That's, can I just put on record? It's nothing to do with Liam Boyce, right? Or Lauren Shanklin, or Robert Snodgrass, or any other players' names that you You've thrown into the hat there, right. right? So as a player, though, no, just, I'm not. Oh my God! Shut up! <laughs> Can you just please shut up? Just <laughs> shut up! Oh, you, it's you, not all happy at Tynecastle. The fans are a wee bit annoyed, and some players are not happy with the things are going. Okay, right. Four points of difference between Aberdeen and Hearts now after that game at the weekend. And I do fear that Aberdeen and Hibs could catch us. Hibs. Put in a pretty decent performance they against were good. Celtic on Saturday. I thought they were Defensive good. Defensive performance, let's be honest. They were trying to stop the game, stop Celtic's flow, but, you know, Celtic are a better team than Hibs, so what are you expecting? Uh, it finished 3-1 to Celtic on Saturday and had to come from behind as well. Jota, Owen, Haksabanovic rounding it off after Campbell had given Hibs the lead from the penalty spot. We'll get to the VAR stuff yeah, in no. just a wee second. Can I, just, can I just make a wee mention of a player for Celtic that I think is really unlucky not to be starting? Haksabanovic. Yeah, he's a good player. They um, do have some other good strikers, though, to be fair. I know, but I'll, I feel sorry for that boy. Because he would get into any other team in the Premier League. Of course he would, yeah. 
Celtic have won 15 straight home games for only the second time in their history and Hibs haven't won at Parkhead since January 2010. So there we are. That's a very, very long time. 13 years. Um, what do you make of the Greg Taylor stuff? We'll talk more about Scotland in just a wee minute, but he plays for Celtic on Saturday but can't play for Scotland and it was all a bit odd Stevie Clark says you'll have to talk to Celtic and then Ange Postacoglu says oh you'll have to talk to Scotland so what's going on there is it just the fact that Greg Taylor is unfortunately for him behind Andy Robertson in the Scotland squad behind Kieran Tierney in the Scotland squad if I'm Greg Taylor I'm taking the week off you're never getting a game and I think he knows that Greg Taylor by the way I think has been outstanding for Celtic this season one of the players of the year and is a very very good player and a nice guy as well but you're right, Kieran Tierney's ahead of him. Andy Robertson's ahead of him. Yeah, I'm going to take a couple of days off and spend it with my family. What a body O has as well. Taking his top off when he scored. That boy's a machine. That boy's ripped. He is, yeah. Absolutely ripped is that boy. Yeah. I've never had a six-pack in my life. I once attempted to get a six-pack when I was a wee bit younger. Try to get that beach body when I lived in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And it never quite materialised. I don't know what kind of effort and work you have to do to get a six-pack, but I could not do it. It will not surprise you, or it will surprise you, I should say, to learn that I did have a six-pack when I was younger. Wow. I know looking at me now, you think, aye, okay then. that you bought from the off-licence? No, when I was like 16, 17 years old. Was that because of Peter Andre, Stephen? It was because of Peter Andre. Do you know he says he he did 100 sit-ups each morning when he woke up, and that's how Peter Andre got his six-pack. 100 sit-ups every morning? If you want a six-pack, that's what you need to do, 100 sit-ups every morning. Do you know what? It it was nothing to do with that. It was just because I was exercising so much, and I was was doing so much. I was... uh, So you were ripped when you were younger? Oh, totally, yeah. Where did it go wrong? I started eating and drinking <laughs> <laughs> and, and not exercising. So that's yes. a, that's a bad mix. Uh, that's yeah. a bad mix. Um, uh, by the way, I've just realised that um, there's... Uh, I totally forgot about this, but there's actually a Ewan Cameron soundboard that we've totally forgotten about. Some, um, some people on Twitter keep reminding me of this soundboard yeah, that you've got. Have you been using it? Mad Dog's 50 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think that that's my favourite one. Yeah! Heart. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you're with your Primark jumper on? <laughs> so I'm just going to drop these in throughout the show. Uh, right, let's move on uh, to another match on Saturday. Let's go to Tanadice. And it was Dundee United 1, St Mirren 1 again. We'll get to the VAR stuff a little bit later on and the refereeing calls in this one because it was shocker. Yeah, a bit of a shocker. <laughs> uh, Jim Goodwin still looking for his first win Should've as Dundee United manager. Should have had it on Saturday. Should have had it. But didn't get it on Saturday. Here is a fact and a half for you. Credit to whoever I read it from on Twitter is not my original fact. But Dundee United have not won a league game at three o'clock on a Saturday this season. <laughs> That's a great wow. start. That's really good. Dundee United have not won a league game at three o'clock on a Saturday this season. That is a fact and a half. Congratulations to whoever it is that I read that from on Saturday night. So uh, brilliant fact. Uh, not if you're a Dundee United fan, no. obviously. Um, and uh, they're struggling. Dundee United are struggling. Let's be honest. It was a great goal by Fletcher. To oh, head. what a goal to put really them in nice front, goal. and they controlled the game. I um, watched the highlights of that game. They were very good, created a number of chances. And if Curtis Main doesn't dive and con the referee to give a penalty, Dundee United win that game. 
I thought they were really good and very unlucky. And I can understand why Jim Goodwin and Dundee United are very, very upset with the, the referee and also with the, the VAR official, which we'll get to very, very soon. Stephen Fletcher scores a brilliant Stunning goal, goal. But Stephen Fletcher also has a man bun. And I don't think in 2023 that's acceptable. Man bun discuss. Is the man bun out of fashion for you? The man bun has never been in fashion for me. But the man bun is very much in fashion. And I don't only, think. I don't I, think now. I only, I only and I also think only certain people can get away with it. Weirdly, Stephen Fletcher suits the man bun. You think it? I think he suits it. Why doesn't he get himself to the hair transplant clinic? Because let's be honest, that's what's happening there. Like that's why Gareth Bale did it as well. It was to cover up his bald patch. It was. Now, I'd, Stephen Fletcher needs to he, he needs to get back to the clinic. I think he's maybe had one before, actually. Mm. I think he was maybe an early adopter to the hair transplant, let's be I honest. Think it, I think he's, it's usually cricketers that appear in the back of the paper, isn't it? It's like Graham Gooch. And, <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> right. And, uh, there is a, a, a draft of uh, footballers coming into this game. Now, Paul McGowan being the Paul most McGowan, famous example. Yeah. Stephen Purden from River City, he's been to the hair transplant people yeah. and... I got to have a look at that up close and personal. It's it's good. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's it's also a brutal operation. Oh, it's it's painful. But I don't, there's actually but it's, some, it's actually worth it when you see it. It's there's really worth it. that we work with at this radio station who's had it done. I don't want to say who it is, but his oh. name's Gary Spence and George Bowie. <laughs> yeah, and, George, <laughs> and Gavin Pearson and Gavin Pearson. Oh, by the way, the guy that just Stephen Purden's here. Aye, out the blue, message me. <laughs> Are you doing it? You always, no. wear, you always wear a hat. I couldn't get Aye. a hat off you. Let me see, and we'll see if you need it. Hold on. I'm coming uh, over for a full I don't need it. Let's You're actually it. not bad. You've got you've got the... It's all right, it's thin. I mean, it's thin. No, but, 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 no but it's because I cut it thin, and I cut no, it short. Because you I cut, cut it thin. No, you thin your hair. You thin your hair. You get the guy to thin your hair. your hair. You do, I mean, you thin you, it. You, you thin you've, it. You've got your classic sort of receding bit at the front, Aye. but I mean, that that's standard for, yeah. a, for a man of your vintage. But... Like no, I wouldn't say you need one. I I, I, the cheeky get who gave Stephen Purden his hair transplant messaged me out the blue one day. Goes, um, um, do you fancy getting your hair done? What am I here? What are you getting at? <laughs> I think you just saw a gap in a picture and you just thought, oh, I'll give you know we call. I mean, you could. I reckon if you were a multi multi millionaire, you'd probably get it done. I wouldn't. No, but I think if you had more, like you, oh, I just a few plugs in at the front there. That'll that'll sort of. See me over No, 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 no. I, I genuinely um, just want to grow old. I ask for my hair to be thin. <laughs> <laughs> Short back inside and make it as thin as possible, please. <laughs> That's what everyone says when they go into the barbers. And it finished Dundee United once and Mirren won on Saturday as well. Also, same scoreline between Kilmarnock and St Johnston. It was Joe Wright and Ray Wright. Is that right or is, Aye, is that wrong? It's is definitely that, right. It's definitely, right. definitely right. Trey Wright's is a good one. It is. Cracking goal. And again, straight. we're going to get to it because VAR have had the worst weekend since it's been introduced into Scottish football. You say this every weekend. I feel desperately sorry for Kilmarnock. I've never seen a more blatant handball and penalty shout in my life. And we'll even. Kilmarnock um, are. 10th on 25 points yeah. their home form has been holding them up this season yet to win still away from home we're now at the end of March pretty much I think they'll be alright just home, because the of home their home form, form. I, and, but yeah but they've had such bad luck with VAR this year I feel sorry for them 
Okay. And I'm not the biggest fan of Derek McInnes, but I do feel sorry for him. And St Johnson, eighth, 32 points. They're pretty much fine. Oh, they're done. They're, they're actually looking above, not below them. They, they, they've still got aspirations again in the top six. Seven points, and there's only four games to go. That's the gap that they need to make up. Do they not play Livingston next? I think they might do. Yes, yes. that's huge. If, if Livingston can get something out of that game, that, that completely... Um, annihilates any chance that St Johnson have got of getting into the top six I think mathematically as well uh, Livingston 2 Ross County 1 back to winning ways for Livingston after a wee wobbly spell it was uh, Joe Newbill with the goal and Nicky, he's leaving uh, my he's, sources have told me that he's leaving he's in the summer he's just signed a new deal he's just signed a new contract yeah. oh like Caicedo who plays for Brighton he signed a new deal with Brighton but he's leaving in the summer Brilliant. how do you know have you got sources in Brighton as well you've no, got sources I, all over the country no, don't you <laughs> Newbly will not be a Livingston player next season, right? Just remember that. Okay, right, not fair sure enough. Well, he was a Livingston player on Saturday and they won 2-1. Livingston battling it out with it looks like St Mirren for the top six. I think Hibs are going to get in there. Yes. Um, and of course, they've just played Celtic and Rangers, so that's the, those games out the way for yes. them. So, Livingston or St Mirren or St Johnston, who is getting that final top six place? You and Cameron. I've been really impressed with both St Mirren and Livingston this season. Two teams I did not expect to be challenging in the top six, particularly St Mirren with all their problems and issues. And Robinson has done a fantastic job there. So I'm going to give it to St Mirren. I mean, it's huge for both clubs financially with the old firm coming and going to the old firm, etc. Et and Hearts and Hibs. Hearts and Hibs and as well. And Aberdeen. And Aberdeen. So the financial difference between top six and bottom six are huge for both clubs. And I think, yeah, Livingston need the money, but with the issues that St Mirren have got behind the scenes just now, it would be a welcome... What issues have St Mirren got behind the scenes? What, so, what your sorcery's telling you again? You need to back up your claims. No, but you just, that, there's, no back, there's no claims to back up. It's well known. It's, it's in the public domain. You're not doing this now, you know. This oh. is the real football phone <laughs> with you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. I, I feel like I'm getting stitched up here. Sources, mate. Right, let's drop down at the championship. It finished our broth one, Morton one on Friday night. A brilliant double save from Derek Gaston from the penalty spot. Uh, saved a point for our broth. Uh, obviously they are still down the bottom alongside Cove who got absolutely battered on Saturday 6-1 was the final score between them and Wraith Rovers so a cracking win for Rovers probably a wee bit too far away from getting into the playoffs though and Cove remain down in the mire at the bottom the same with Hamilton because they lost 2-0 against Ayr on Saturday the result of the weekend though Definitely Queen's Park 2 Inverness Caledonian Thistle 1 Queen's are unbeaten In 5 games They're 7 points Cleared at the top And Although Dundee have a game in hand I'm going to call it now Queen's Park are winning the league And getting promoted To the Premiership There we go I could agree Now we've That's we've, a sad state of affairs We have had The Scottish Premiership Queen's Park fans on the show, obviously, you'll remember. They got All about, two of them. A wee bit riled up a few weeks ago. Um, but nobody can deny they're top of the league. They're seven points clear. They deserve it. They deserve to be where they are. The league table doesn't lie, you and Cameron. And Queen's Park are top of it. Yeah, they're top of the league. They're bringing absolutely nothing to the table. It's going to be embarrassing. On top of the table. It's going to be embarrassing if they Sitting make it to the, the Premiership. The it's just... Kings of the castle at the moment. Scottish football needs reconstruction from top to bottom. Ah, that's that's things, not going to Things need to change you dramatically. Totally agree. Not right, going to happen, though. Right, but it needs to happen. And I'm sorry, Queen's Park and their three fans, I'm delighted the, for you. 
I'm over the moon for you. But, you, but they're you, going you, to offer absolutely hee-haw in the top division. They're bringing nothing to the table. I just think it's a bit of a joke. It's a bit of a joke. You keep saying that... I hate it. Scottish football needs reconstruction. I absolutely agree with you. One, that's not going to happen. And secondly, teams like Dundee, teams like Dunfermline, teams like Falkirk are in the position they are because they've been rubbish. It's not Queen's Park right, okay. fault that everyone else has been but rubbish. I, I know, but like there was. I'm not the, saying that they've not been rubbish. No, but you were about to go on and say because I can read your mind. Wouldn't it be great if you know Dunfermline and Falkirk were in the top flight and you know Dundee and maybe Partick Thistle. Partick Thistle, but they're not there Ray because throwers. they haven't been good enough. Yeah, I, like I know that I can see the I can see the bit of paper in front of me with the league tables. I know who's at the top of the table and who's messing about in League it's, One it's not Queen's Park that. that everyone else yeah, is I know but do you know what I will say do you know what I will say I think the standard of the championship this season oh. is shocking it's terrible and it's been borne out with the fact that you know Falker deservedly beat Ayr on Monday night yep. in the Scottish Cup Ayr one of the teams who are Aye. not far away from the top um, it just shows you there's not much between the two leagues the semi-final yeah. between Falkirk and Inverness yes I would. I fancy Falkirk. Oh, I Falkirk. can I record that, please? <laughs> I do. I do fancy wow. Falkirk. And the reason I fancy Falkirk is because I quite fancy them getting to the final and getting beat about eleven 0 by that whoever wins the semi final. So I'm no, almost right. willing to take that. You're right. The championship in League One there's not a... much of a difference. I mean, look at Airdrie in League One. You look at Falkirk yeah. and Dunfermline, good sides playing good football. They wouldn't be out of place in the championship, and they've already proved that with some of the games they played in the cup this season. The standard of football in the championship this year has been embarrassing. And it's 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 kinda been proved with the fact that Queen's Park are top of the league and likely to win promotion. They're not even ready to be in the top division. here's here's something for you, right? To get away from the Queen's Park stuff just for a second. Partick Thistle are nine points off the top of the table, right? So there's what, seven games to go? Which is, they're not going to win the league, I don't think, no. obviously. But, you know, they're only they're only two points behind Dundee who are in second. And Partick Thistle have lost ten games this season. They've drawn six. So they've actually drawn or lost more than they've won. And they're still realistically, or semi-realistically, in with a chance of winning the league. I think that goes to show how poor the championship has been this season. Queen's Park are top of the table with 54 points. They've lost seven games and drawn six. You know, I, I just don't think it's a it's a great level in the championship this season. Will you be happy to see Queen's Park in the top flight? That No, it's like Gretna. I was like, going, what, what's going on here? Uh, to be honest, like given that we are going to win League One, I'd quite happily get shot off Queen's Park. To be honest with you. Because of their finances. Because they're going to have a lot of money regardless next season. And you know, the Queen's Park fans who came on the show probably said, or they definitely said, that this is probably ahead of schedule. Yeah. This is probably a wee bit too much too soon for Queen's Park because A, the stadium's not ready. Uh, B, they probably didn't anticipate the rest of the league being absolutely honking mm -hmm. so that they could actually come up and win the league. Remember, Queen's Park only got up through the playoffs last season. That's right. They didn't win the league. No. Um, so I, I think that goes to show just how poor the championship has been this season not to say it's not competitive because you know like all the way down to Morton in fifth place still sort of maybe got a chance but I mean it, it's it's just not been a great year for the championship I don't think in terms of quality 
It's no. what I would say. League One has been a competitive league. I've, uh, I've liked League One. Yeah, let's drop down into League One, actually. So Dunfermline actually drew on Saturday against FC Edinburgh. And uh, no shots on target for Edinburgh on Saturday. So you know what they were coming for. And yeah. they absolutely got it. So uh, congratulations to them. However, that point means Dunfermline got nine points clear of Falkirk at the top. Because Falkirk... Um, lost at Queen of the South so it was an on-goal by Cole Donaldson and I actually said to you on Saturday on the big Saturday football show I fancy Queen of the South yeah, on Saturday because a hangover after the big performance it on the always Monday happens night. how often do you see that they yeah. do, a team does well in the cup I half expect it as well I was hoping to get away there from a draw because we beat Queen of the South three times this season and going down to Palmerston you know that for me nine points out of twelve against Queen of the South at the start of the season <laughs> if you'd given me that I'd have taken it straight away but yeah, it was always going to happen after the Cup semi. I think that Falkirk have now got their eyes on the Scottish Cup. I think after that defeat to Dunfermline East End Park, they knew the league title had gone. They're secure in the playoffs. That's all good. So I think they've got bigger fish to fry right now, looking ahead to playoffs and looking ahead to that Scottish Cup semi-final. And should they get to the final and they win promotion through the playoffs, they'll have had a better and more successful season in Dunfermline who will win the Ooh, league. That's a hot take. I would still rather take promotion. No, I think as I just said, if they win promotion through players and get to Scottish Cup final, they'll have had a better season in Dunfermline. I mean, <sighs> yes, they would have done. They got to a cup final at Hamden. Let, let's examine Falkirk's run to the final. Right, okay. <laughs> well, let's not examine let's that. Let's examine the run to the that. final. So you're telling me Dunfermline, who at this stage of the game have lost one game in the league this season. Uh huh. And, you know, we might lose a couple between now and the end of the season. Who knows? But we'll, we're going to win the league. You're right? winning the league, yeah. We're, we're going to win the league. I'll hand it to you. Uh, and, and probably pretty comfortably as well. Yeah. So that, after the shambles that was last season, by the way, yes. Dunfermline getting relegated through the playoffs yeah. under John Hughes, Peter Grant earlier on in the season, I've just an absolute nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Queen of South sent you down. They beat you at East End Park. I was, was there that it, night. It was Queen's Park. Was it Queen, no, it's Queen of the South? Queen of the South put us in the playoffs and then Queen's Park relegated. Relegated, yes. Um, so after the shambles that was last season for Dunfermline, the squad, which, by the way, hasn't changed a whole lot from last season. James McPake has come in, turned it around, and we've only lost one game. And we're, What's your point? And we're at the end of March. What's your point? Dunfermline are going to win the league. Falkirk aren't going to win the league, so failure. As far as you know, like going in the season, failure. No, no, no. <laughs> Falkirk aren't going to win the Scottish Cup. Let's be honest, because they're not going to beat Celtic or Rangers in the final. They they might beat Inverness, but the run to the final, Wick Academy, Alloa, Darville, Air United. You can only beat who's in front of you, Stephen. Inverness. Yes, you can only beat who's in front of you. Not Falkirk's fault. But come on right. That's not an impressive run to the final like when, the, when Dunfermline got to the final in 2007 Dunfermline put out Rangers oh, Hibs Hearts <laughs> Partick Thistle We put out Celtic in the way the 97 uh, Cup final And we put out you lot and Ray Thor as well Anyway It's ifs, buts and maybe's But listen As a Dunfermline <laughs> support right if, I, if you were given the guarantee right You're going to go up Through the playoffs And you're going to be in the final of the Scottish Cup At the start of the season Someone offered you that but Falkirk will win the league What would you take? Oh you'd take the promotion Through the playoffs And the cup final Absolutely you would 100%. Stephen Null You would take that as well Yes you would I probably would But 
That's not guaranteed. It isn't, but I'm saying that I'm giving you a guarantee. I, I'm, I'm giving I'm giving you a guarantee that Dunfermline are going to win the league, and I'll take that guarantee right now. By the way, that is one of the best roads to a final ever. Forget that. <laughs> it's so two easy. non-league teams. Oh, so easy. Two non-league teams. Hard. Two championship teams in a League One team <laughs> to get to the final. Team. I mean, that's ludicrous. I know. It's crazy. When ludicrous. you when you, when you when you point that out, then. Actually, no, Dunfermline have had a better season than Falkirk. <laughs> it also doesn't matter because Airdrie are going to win the playoffs. They've won their last two games in a the row. They're good. They have they scored hundreds of goals again on Saturday. A hat-trick for Callum Gallagher. 7-0 against Peterhead, who are mega struggling. Uh, they're they're pretty much relegated already, to be honest with you. I know they're only three points behind Clyde, but those two at the bottom of the table are struggling big time. Aloha winning 3-1 against Clyde on Saturday. Uh, Kelty Hearts were leading for a long time against Montrose, but Montrose turned it round and won 2-1. Gardine and McCaddle with the goal, so Montrose just about hanging on to any hopes of the playoffs they're five points behind FC Edinburgh and Airdrie at the moment and as I mentioned Queen of the South being Falkirk by a goal to nil finally in League 2 at the weekend it was Bonnie Rig Rose 1 East Fife 1 Dumbarton 1 Albion Rovers 5 what a result that's one of the results of the weekend Dumbarton top of the table they've just imploded in recent weeks what is going on with them they are struggling they've actually not had many games on to be perfectly honest with you they've had waterlogged pitches and all the rest of it and uh, I think that's affected their flow a wee bit but um, yeah looking at the last five they obviously lost on Saturday won the two before that lost the two before that Sterling Albion waiting to pounce it looks like they were going to pounce on Saturday um, but unfortunately for them uh, they lost a late equaliser and that meant that it was Stranraer one Sterling one which means Sterling remains second in the table they're a point behind Dumbarton but they do have a game in hand so it's all to play for in League 2 and uh, the other result on Saturday is uh, 4 for 2 and an Athletic 1 so 4 for uh, we're on a wee bit of wobbly form after having a great start under Ray McKinnon but it looks like they are in prime position for the playoffs they're in 6th place on 37 points and they're 1 behind Steny in 5th and East Fife and Annan are on 40 in 3rd and 4th so there you are let's move on and talk about all the shambles of the weekend right let's get straight into Motherwell versus Rangers Kevin Van Veen scored the first goal but was Max Johnson offside yes. when the ball was played forward yes. Goldson apparently played him on according <laughs> to the lines in the pitch <laughs> he didn't even with a naked eye you can see he's offside right there's no doubt about it there's something wrong with the calibration or something wrong with the VAR technology because what happens in the second half with Sakala was the same side that Motherwell scored their opening goal so there's something wrong on that side of the pitch as far as I'm concerned so the Motherwell opening goal offside Rangers third goal offside move on Okay, Slattery sent off after two yellows. Oh, that was a shocker. The most booked player in the Premiership this season, Calm Slattery. Yeah, but he shouldn't have got a second yellow for that handoff onto Cantwell. Cantwell dropped to the floor as if he'd just been poleaxed by Mike Tyson. There was nothing in it. should never have been given a second yellow card. And again, that's what annoys me about the officials who are looking at the screen. Why are they not saying the referee? Do you know what? That yellow card that you've given to send the boy off might not have been merited go and have a wee look at that give the referee the option to have a look at it because that was a poor decision okay let's move on to Celtic versus Hibs first can I also just point out Motherwell's second goal there was a handball in there okay which VAR didn't pick up on either okay fair enough uh, Celtic 3 Hibs 1 
Uh, Johan sent off after a second yellow. It was his second booking in four minutes. Was it a second yellow? No. You and Cameron? No, I, I was watching sports scene and both Richard Foster and also Neil McCann um, talked about that length. I actually think, and I know this is a controversial take on it because a lot of Celtic fans are upset with me. I actually think that Carter Vickers is fouling Johan before Johan obviously kicks um, is Carter Vickers. Is it not just both the case? Well, is it just they're both trying to... He's, 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 Carter Vickers has got his hand on the right shoulder of Johan and pulls him back to get to the ball. And Johan... He pulls him back. Johan is pulling is Carter Vickers but, as but, well. But Johan is falling. Is it not... And is, then, it not is that not a classic just trying to win the ball? And both then of them. Carter Vickers... He's as brave as an ox. He's, he's, for me, one of the best defenders in Scottish football just now. He's he's built like a tank, great player, and he goes down really low to get to the ball with his head, and unfortunately, he gets kicked in the face by Johan, but it's at such a low level. I don't even know if Johan thinks that he's going to get there with his head. No, Do you know I, what I mean? I, I, I don't think there's any doubt there's, that, that Johan, I don't no, think he meant it at all. No. And even his reaction after it, he's, he was straight over. I, and he, like, I don't think there was any no. malicious intent. It's but, not a yellow card. But that doesn't mean that it's not a yellow card. It's not a yellow card. I really don't. If anything, I would say that the foul should have gone the other way because I thought that Carter Vickers was pulling on Johan to get to the ball. Okay. Um, was Hanlon's challenge on Cameron Carter Vickers a penalty? Oh, that's an interesting one. Yes, I think it's a penalty. Yeah, I think it's a penalty. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Lee Johnson wasn't happy after the game, as you could, and rightly so. And I think he's got, every, he's got every right to mourn, particularly with the Johan sending off. I mean, that just killed the game for his. But fair play to them; they get themselves a penalty. They're in front for a for a while and then it goes 1-1 one, one, and, and Celtic only get their second goal in the 83rd minute Yeah. so well done to Hibs defensively they played well and as uh, there was also another penalty on Saturday which went to Hibs it was Carlos Starfelt in the box uh, short pull what's St- he doing Stephen McLean called over to the VAR screen given the what's penalty doing? I think it's very silly 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 yeah I mean, he was, he, I mean Hanlon's never winning the header anyway so I don't know what Starfelt was thinking by pulling on his jersey for as long as he did and I also, also think he stood on his ankle as well so it's a stonewall penalty okay uh, penalty awarded and overturned after Stephen McLean consulted the monitor uh, with Abada yeah Abada he, 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 he kicks the, the, the turf and not the ball it was um, and fair play to Var they got that one right it's the only thing they got right the weekend okay Aberdeen versus Hearts uh, there was a check on Pollock's goal for potential offside it's irrelevant much there yeah. it's a, it's I actually irrelevant. thought Xander Clark could, could have done a wee bit better from that to be perfectly yeah, honest yeah, I mean if, if, they, if they put the lines on it they, 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 he may have been slightly offside but he probably favour the attacking player in that position ok Dundee United versus St Mirren um, shocker this is Cur- one of the worst of this, no, this is Curtis one of the worst. Main. shocker it wasn't a penalty in a million years it's never ever ever a penalty and f- ok the referee can say I didn't see it why didn't VR why why are VAR not going whoa hold on a second there go and have a look at this because the, the boy doesn't even touch him mm-hmm. the boy doesn't even touch Curtis Main and Curtis Main throws himself to the ground and he wins a penalty it's one of the worst penalty decisions of this season it's one of the worst it's an absolute shocker is it as bad as the handball is it as bad as the handball against Andy Considine from a set piece 
between Kilmarnock and St Johnston Saturday. This is a ludicrous, ludicrous call. How's that not a penalty? Derek you're, Mc- you're the handball expert, you and Cameron. Derek McInnes was frothing at the mouth. He was so angry at the end of the mouth. game. And, uh, and he's got every right to be absolutely peeved at what didn't occur there. And Andy that, Considine himself, looked oh, guilty afterwards, I, said afterwards, yeah, I uh, don't know how that was in a penalty. penalty. Even, he, even he, the opposition player, is going, yeah, that was a penalty every day of the week. I mean, he's, put, he's, he's like he's, he's like he's slam dunking a basketball. Yeah. I mean, his hand's above his head and the boy is heading it down in six yards from goal and he punches it the way. And, okay, the referee again can go... I didn't see that. So if you can't see it, you can't give it. But then VAR are looking at it. Why can't they go, whoa, stop play. There's a potential handball here. Referee, go and have a look at that. I, the VAR had a nightmare this weekend. And do you know that two drop points? Because, okay, they've still got to go and score the penalty. But percentages would suggest that they will have scored that penalty. They win the game 2-1. That's two points in a battle for relegation. That could be the difference between them staying up and getting relegated. Yeah. Shocking decision. And uh, they also had the goal chopped off rightly on Saturday. Yes, it did. Like it was Vassell. It did. Uh, it's kind of controlled over his hand. And again, you can tell by his face. Okay. He, he knew what happened. Right. Here's my question about that. So Vassell has got his hands in by his side. There's nothing he can do about it. And it hits his bicep. It drops down and he flicks into the back of the net. If that is a defender, it's not a penalty though. Yeah. Is that not the rule? You're, you're Mr. IFAB. You tell me. Is it not if a handball leads to a goal leads to a goal then it's always going to be ruled out aye yeah that's true yeah but, but if it but, hits but, a defender's but, arm nothing to talk it's about not a penalty it's done it's the right decision yeah well done VAR hey, wait 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 what about Livingston versus Ross County Livingston versus Ross County we had the goal initially given as offside and then overruled and overruled and given and then I thought that the Livingston goalkeeper should have been sent off for his challenge on Brophy that was a shocker and then what did the referee do he gave the free kick to Livingston. <laughs> there was actually... A, there was I was a, like, what are you doing? Just to go back to the Kilmarnock game uh, very briefly, there was a ludicrous challenge down in the sort of St. Johnson's right-back area where this Kilmarnock winger was running through, came across, wiped him out, and they actually gave a free kick to St. Johnston. <laughs> St Johnson defender was already on a booking as well it's a ludicrous ludicrous they've had a shocker of a weekend they really have right let's move on the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron okay Scotland kicking off the European qualifying campaign on Saturday at Hamden first up at Cyprus and then there's a small matter of Spain on Tuesday night as well I watched Barcelona versus Real Madrid last night what's a game great game and there was some very good players. I had money Spanish on Barcelona. Players. Yes. By the way, Juventus last night beat Inter Milan <gasps> 1-0. Right. Juventus were 3-1 to one before the game. I looked at Barcelona and Juventus as a double and I was scared to put Juventus on. Yeah. They, they've been playing really well recently, but I was scared because it was Inter Milan who were up there at the top of the table. Inter Milan haven't been playing very well. Anyway, Scotland, Saturday, Cyprus. Uh, elsewhere in the group, it's Georgia, Norway... Uh, and uh, obviously Cyprus and Spain um, what did you make of the squad Ewan Cameron it's kind of well, there's no big surprises and, no, and, 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 and the core of the squad like everyone will complain about you know why Shanklin not in or something like that I know he's carrying an injury uh, your sources tell you but I know there's a there's there's a few sort of like Shanklin should be in the squad why is Kenny McLean in stuff like I, I totally get that And uh, but if you look at the team who's going to be starting 
and the core of the squad, it looks pretty decent. And there's no and there's no shocks there. Like Shanklin's not coming right, in and starting. I, is I'm, he? I'm going to give you a name that might shock you. Mm-hmm. Playing really well this season, scored an absolute cracker last night to book Sheffield United's place in the semi-finals of the Ollie FA Cup. McBurney. He scored 14 goals this season. He has been on fire. He's leading the line for Sheffield United. It looks like he's going to be a Premier League player next season. Ugh, bought, I mean, the, let, the, let's, the, be, the, let's be honest, Ollie McBurney's not a Premier League player. I think Ollie McBurney is a good championship player. I think that's what we've discussed. Like, yeah, last last but, time he was in but, the championship but, but, with Swansea, order, he scored order, like 20-odd goals. Can Can you just check for me, please, uh, Producer John, Lyndon Dyke's goals this season in the championship up against Ollie McBurney. I think that Ollie McBurney can count himself extremely unlucky not to be in that squad ahead of Lyndon Dykes because McBurney has been outstanding. Is it not the case that, I mean, Steve Clark is obviously very loyal to certain players. Dykes has never let Scotland down. Really? Ollie McBurney. Ollie so, McBur- does it, so it doesn't matter how well you're playing, how many goals you're scoring. Not That's irrelevant. Shankland's Mc- banging him in. McBurney's banging him right. in. Sh- Shankland is just coming back for an injury. So oh, it's a wee injury. He's famous one game. Six uh, goals. There you go. There you go. And he's been injured a lot of the time as well. Yeah. No, I'd, if McBurney had been in the squad, I could totally understand that. But is McBurney going to be starting in that team? I mean, he's not going to be. Shea Adams will be playing. Shea Adams is going to be playing. He's the number one striker for Scotland. Yeah, but, but, I've, but I've no doubt. But why, why is Kevin Nisbet not in the squad then? I know, well, he's, I, I know he's been injured he's, recently he's, he's, he's been injured a lot of the season He's only just got and back he, And then he came back and scored loads of goals A couple yeah. of goals, aye he's, He was back at injured again goals, he scored about nine Yeah, right but, um, but over the course of the season I think Ollie McBurney can count himself unlucky Lyndon Dyke shouldn't be anywhere near that squad Ollie McBurney's never produced for Scotland though He's had so many chances for Scotland And he's never done it oh, Mate, right Right, you just heard what John said to you, right? He scored six goals this season, and most of the season he's been out injured anyway. McBurney is on fire. He was outstanding yesterday against Blackburn Rovers in the FA Cup. Scored a brilliant goal, great skill in the box, left foot shot, cross goal, corner net. He He's having a brilliant season. And when players like that are in form, then you should be bringing them into the squad because Scotland need goal scorers because we don't really have them. And he's a goal scorer. Anyway, moving on. What are your sources telling you about why he's not in the squad then? <laughs> because, as I've already alluded to in the past about um, Stevie Clark, and in some ways it's a bit like Gareth Southgate, he's far too loyal to certain players and not picking players that are on form. Now, what I think that the likes of Gareth Southgate and Stevie Clark are trying to do, they're trying to create a club atmosphere within the Scotland camp and the only way to do that is by picking the same players over and over again and that means that the likes of Lyndon Dykes and sorry the likes of uh, Orly McBurney and Lawrence Shankland don't get in because they've not been part of it they've both been in Scotland squads I'm just I'm talking about Stevie Clark and recent squads recent squads I I mean I could have picked that squad the only issue that he's got is who's going to be his number one and who is going to be the number one Xander Clark Liam Kelly or Angus Gunn well Angus Ugh. I'd rather be in goal. <laughs> I'd rather you were in goal. I don't. I don't. I don't. Xander, I'd, Xander Clark had a decent game at the weekend. He played well. It he could had have some been five very or good six. saves. I think he probably will go with Xander Clark. Yeah. I think he probably will go with him. Although Angus Gunn's having a great season at Norwich. I think he'll go with Angus Gunn. Do you think he will? Yes. There's no point in him being there if he's not going to go. I mean, I, I agree. He gets Gunn. And then Gunn. Xander Clark number two. Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. I'm not convinced by Clark. I know you're not. You said not, that before. I'm not convinced by Clark. I thought 
He looked suspect for a, at least one goal on Saturday. The Motherwell Hearts game a few weeks ago, he was flapping about. I know he's capable of pulling off really good saves, and he did on Saturday as well, but all goalkeepers are good at yeah. short stopping. What about the boy Elliot Anderson at Newcastle? Well, I think he wants to play for England. Yes. And he's keeping his options open. And, and I think, see, I, I think Scott Scott Gemmell, the under-21 manager, was asked about that because he's still eligible for the under-21s. Yeah. And he was just like, it's the same situation, nothing's changed. He's pulled out the Scotland under-21 squad because he wants to keep his options open and just to see what the future might be. See if you have made that decision. Should Scotland step in and go, right, forget it. We're not going to be calling you up now. Uh, no. You, so you think it's fine for them something just to pick and choose whoever wants you? And decide when that when that happens. I think it's kind she of, Adams did that. Angus he went for England. Angus Gunn as well. Uh, Angus, Angus Gunn. Did. I, I, she Adams did as well. He was waiting to see before he made a decision to stay, to go with Scotland. I mean, London Knights is Australian. Aye, but you'd rather play for Scotland <laughs> than Australia. <laughs> Although playing for Australia, Australia, you get to go to World Cup. You get to go to World Cup. Aye, it's yeah. true. You know, yeah. like I think, unfortunately, we are not in the position to be fussy. And if Elliot Anderson, and I, I don't know much about the boy, I know he's he's in, good. He's in another team. Is is he good enough to play for England though? No. Time will tell, but probably not at this moment. Which is why he's keeping that option open. But I would love him to be in the Scotland setup. So a fullback, striker, striker. Is he? Mm-hmm. Is he a striker? Aye. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was a fullback. Big lad. You sure? Aye. Aye. Definitely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's a striker. There's also is there not a boy that plays with West Ham? Who's a fullback? Maybe that's who I'm getting Maybe. mixed up with. Maybe. And there's also, is there not an Anderson at place for Brighton? It's doing really well just now. Scoring goals for fun up front. You're thinking of Ferguson. I, Fer- I, Ferguson. I, I Ferguson. immediately Googled him. Immediately Googled him as soon as I saw him scoring goals. It must be Scottish. Damn it, he's Irish. He's Irish. Is he Irish? And, Irish, and is the he? boy was playing fullback for Fulham yesterday called Robertson. Robertson, he's who brilliant. Who he's American. He's called Jedi because of his love of Star, Star Wars. Wars. He's, he's, he's American, is he no? I, I don't know, but I, I he think must have some Scottish blood in him. Come on. Uh, Calvin Ramsey obviously out injured. Ryan Fraser as well, who's totally out of the picture at Newcastle. And Scott McKenna, of course, who's injured for Nottingham Forest. So those are the three that drop out from the last squad, but it's pretty much as you were. Right, let's go round there in them. You and Cameron are Scotland qualifying for the Euros. Through the playoffs, yes. John? Yeah, through the playoffs. Norway's I don't see it being a group. Norway's an absolute... So when you look at that draw, it couldn't have got much worse for Scotland. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think... The boy that's playing in Italy, the Georgian boy who is unbelievable what's and just his, tearing up Syria. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember. I know who you're talking boy. about. And you look at Odegaard and Haaland. If, oh. they're, if, they're, if they're in tandem and they work well together... If you can keep Haaland... Out the game Injured No If you keep Odegaard Out the game Because Haaland Is only As good as who's Behind them To supply the ammunition Haaland Is nowhere near As good as he is Without the likes Of De Bruyne And Silva And putting that, on a plate For him That's why I think That we have a really Really good chance Of finishing second I think we've got A cracking chance Of finishing second Stop Odegaard what, And you stop the, the supply To Haaland you got a chance What we need is Spain to win All their other matches Oh yeah Just blitz yeah. everybody Blitz yeah. everybody Yeah and then we can just sweep finish up second. and finish second yeah. and then we're going to Germany Germany will be class for the Euros as oh, it'll well it'll be amazing it's just a hop skip and a jump isn't it 100%. over to Germany and Brilliant. the other thing as well, though, as well if we can pick up four points in these two games 
then I will start to believe that we can finish second in that group. Okay, right. Because well, I think that Spain will hammer most other teams. I would imagine so. So it's a big, big start on Saturday. Three points a must against Cyprus. Two o'clock kickoff, And I believe Clive on Super Scoreboard will be on the air and the big Scotland football show will be on the air as well. So you are totally covered for that. Right, let's move on very quickly to a Scottish football where Las Vegas, you're just back for a stag do there, of course. Right. So thank you to everyone who got in touch. Let's go through some of these. Graham McLean says, uh, Ross... Counting Counting cards <laughs> uh, Right okay If that's one of the better ones Do you know what I noticed When I was in Vegas there What We were like Filming stuff that we were doing And then You're not allowed to film Anything in the casino You're nah, not allowed no. to film Even yourself No Playing poker Or playing the roulette no. wheel They just will not allow you to do it Re- no. They'd get really quite Tetchy about it as well Yes I mean they shout at you Do you know why that is Because casinos like Making money yeah. That's what it is uh, Matt Evans says jo- uh, Jim Goodwin Win the hotel Win the, the hotel Win hotel uh, Michael Montignani Bobby Mandalay Bay Bobby Man Mandalay Bay yeah. Yep that's not bad uh, Stephen Bellagio that's Stephen a lovely Bell. hotel. Yeah, it's a nice hotel. Uh, George Burns, Craig Burlesque du Soleil Abada. <laughs> oh, Craig Burlesque. Burlesque, Soleil. Oh. Suck, don't suck the Soleil. So, so, no, wait a minute. It's Craig Burlesque, as in Burlesque. Yeah. And then Suck du Soleil Abada. Yes. Okay, got it. Slot Brown as well. Slot Brown. <laughs> From George Burns. Uh, Fat Boy 77, Kevin Nesbitt Chapel of Love Street. Yeah. Oh, right, Elvis, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Nesbet. Nesbet. I really should have put commas in between these for you, Stephen. <sighs> That's a learning for next week. A learning for next week. <laughs> Kevin Nesbet. So Nesbet. Chapel of Love Street. Jack Loss. Pawn Maloney. <laughs> Who? Pawn Maloney. Pawn? Sean Maloney. Who's pa- what's Pawn got to do with? A pawn Shop. You get what? pawn shops in Vegas. Do you That's know? the famous TV show, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Never heard pawn, pawn stars. It's in Las Vegas. Right. Okay. Uh, Ricky Spence says, Largs Vegas Thistle. Largs Vegas. Miko what? says... Largs Thistle. <laughs> I do quite like this one. Miko says, Seagrist and Moy. <laughs> 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 Very good. Uh, Tony Cascas. Cascasino Ah Cascasino That's good yep. uh, Shite Sports Opinions Ian Blackjack Slots McKenna Ace of Xander Diamonds <laughs> Graham McFarlane Stephen Elvis Pre- Presley Impersonator And John Lennox says Cassine O As in who scored for Celtic at the weekend And Ryan Blackjack And uh, finally Mark Thompson says You've got to know when to hold them Know when to fold them Know when to walk away Know when to run You never count your money when you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. Barry Ferguson. And <laughs> 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 uh, Saint says, uh, Tony, Tony, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So what are you going for? Who's the winner? It has to be the, uh, you got to know when to hold on. Okay, well done, Mark Thompson. Know well done. For next week's podcast, we want to know your best suggestion for if Scottish football were a baker. Obviously the jam tart straight in there. Uh, Breadward and Eamon Lofey. It's all right, eh? Eamon Lofi. Eamon Lofi. Eamon Lofi. Bread Ward. 
No. Odson Bredward. Odson Bredward, yeah. Right, okay, right, mm. fair enough. Uh, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Big Football Scott for the post we'll put up, and you can leave your suggestions under that. And that brings us to the end of the podcast, you and Cameron. Thank it's, you so much. It's been lovely being here. It's good to be back. Thank you very much, producer no John, problem. as well, for looking after us. We'll see you next week. And thank you to you for listening as well. You can get us on at Big Football Scott, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook as well. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss anything. And you can rate us as well give us a big fat juicy five stars please get your tweets in for if Scottish football were a baker and we'll speak to you next week the usual time for another brand new episode of the big Scottish football podcast come on to Scotland we'll speak to you next Monday bye bye